you have to ask yourself a question are you doing everything that you can do to make you better and what do i mean by that let's say the guy you're competing with is taking a hundred hundred swings every night after practice and you want to beat that guy out you don't then necessarily say to yourself oh well now i need to go take 100 swings a night because is that what is that what's best for you is that how you can be your the best version of yourself maybe in order for you to be the best version of yourself you need to take 25 swings watch video and get treatment you, you know what i'm sure. saying Welcome back to the Baseball Playground. I'm Matt McGallan, and we're here now with Zach Freeman, outstanding sophomore at Ohio State, uh, right fielder, guy that came out of uh, Southern California, Sierra Canyons program, which it's not Bronny James, it's it's baseball. You got Tom Usborne over there, a legend, coach USA Baseball, did a bunch of great things. But so happy to have you, man. So pumped you're here. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy you're in town. Yeah. Anytime I could get on this podcast, I, I would love to. So You're, you're our guy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So the great thing about you um, and having you on the podcast, and really the main reason we were like, we have to have Zach, we have to have Zach, is because you've kind of played in every region of the United States, which is... <clears throat> yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, you went to Sierra Canyon. You graduated from Sierra Canyon under Tom Musborn, Jerry Royster, huge, yeah, you know, big in time the names. big time names in the baseball community. Um, then you go out to IMG because of because of COVID. COVID. Mm -hmm. So now you're at the post grad program at IMG Academy under, in Florida under Joe Giordano. Talk about yeah. that. Talk about that because some kids are like, yeah, I want to do a post grad. Tell me about your experience. How yeah. it, how it worked out. So, I mean, obviously COVID was a major curveball, uh, pun intended. <laughs> um, and, you know, going to IMG was just an amazing opportunity. And when that opportunity came across, you know, my desk, I was like, oh, this is something I have to do. Um, and then when I found out that Joe Giordano, the former Pitt, uh, head coach at Pitt, um, the most winningest coach in all of Pitt history, um, when I found out that he was going to be the head coach of the postgrad program, I was ecstatic, and um, I knew that that was going to be the closest thing to, you know, college level, uh, besides going to like maybe a JUCO or something. Um, and so, I, you know, I just couldn't pass up that opportunity. And you know, getting to be at IMG and you know, working all those amazing facilities and being in Florida with great weather, it was just an amazing opportunity. And you know, I can't thank IMG enough, and I can't thank Joe Giordano enough for you know preparing me for the next level and you know keeping my game at the highest level it's also one of those things where you know your parents obviously allowed you to go which yeah. is an amazing thing you know parents understand hey this is my dream i want to play at the next level yeah um talk about the the tiers of img academy because i understand there are tiers there's like a team that's the highest level the right. national team and then there's teams underneath but they're all still getting a ton of day-to-day -day work and, and exposure right. it, it doesn't really does it matter what team you're on or does it kind of um i think it, it definitely does matter what team you're on because certain teams get a lot more exposure than others um i think a lot of kids there are kids that don't necessarily have the talent but they have the resources um and you know they have parents who love them very much and believe in them a lot and you know send them to an academy that will make them the best versions of themselves and it does but sometimes that's just not enough um 
And, you know, I think something with the postgrad program is they had originally talked about doing an A team and a B team. Um, and they kind of did. They didn't say that. Uh, but one of the things that happened is a lot of parents were complaining. You're getting a lot of parents that are paying a lot of money. Absolutely. But then you're also getting parents who aren't really paying any money. So you're getting parents that are paying a lot of money and they're like, I'm paying all this money for my kid to be on the B team and not get exposure. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's a that's a big thing. Um, but to circle back to your, what was the main point that you wanted me to cover? Yeah, no, just the, the, how the different teams and the different levels, um, you know, get more exposure, right? Like you said, yeah. the A team gets more exposure than maybe the B team. Right. Not saying that the B team has maybe less talent. It's yeah. just, hey, you know, some of the better guys yeah. are on the A team and well, that's how it works. And I think that's how it works in all the way down to the all youth the way, level, yeah. right? Like travel baseball, like there's an A team and there's a B team but, for, for certain organizations. That's and, just the way it works. And for example, I mean, you know, on the national team, which is the highest level high school team, I was post-grad, so it was a completely separate thing. Like it's, I couldn't play on the national team if I wanted to. Um, you had Elijah Green, you had Tommy Tanks, you had James Wood, you had Jackson Ferris, um, you know, pitcher for the Cubs now. Um, and you had uh, another Arkansas commit who I think ended up getting drafted as well. But the thing about baseball is when you get scouts going to see other guys and then you stand out because you did something, they're like, oh, who's that dude? Like, we need to get that guy on our radar. Or, oh, that dude's on the same field as him? Oh, he's he's on that team for a reason. You know? 100%. And I can't tell you how many times that that's happened for me. So I got the opportunity to play for the SoCal Giants, as you know, yeah. um, with the Fix, an amazing program. And I would, I would say one of the best things about that program is the talent. And because there was so much talent on that team, you knew that there was going to be scouts at the game. Maybe they weren't coming to see me, but they were coming to see somebody. Yeah. And I made sure that when scouts were there to see somebody else, they noticed me. <laughs> and um, I think I my my the thing about me is I always found a way to get my foot in the door somehow. And once I got my foot in the door, you weren't going to be able to close it on me. No, and, absolutely. And so that that's what I always found a way to do. Well, I mean, you, you've done it at every level, right? You you play uh, SoCal baseball in, in in high school. You go to to Florida at, at IMG, and then you you commit to San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, you had like seven walk off wins, you know, yeah. or whatever yeah. it may be. It was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you were the guy. You were yeah. you you won a ton of games for him. Yeah. Um, offensively, as a freshman, you get in the transfer portal. And Ohio State's the, the where you go, and right. OH, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, talk to us about that process of like, hey, I have to. I'm leaving this program. The coaches, there was a coaching situation that mm -hmm. happened. You leave that program. Why Ohio State, and how did the transfer portal kind of present itself? Yeah. So um, there was obviously an interesting situation at San Francisco. It wasn't necessarily the right fit for me. Um, and then when I had the opportunity to hop in the transfer portal, which was actually in the middle of the season, um, which most guys don't get to do, I was not only able to get into the transfer portal, but I was able to be in the portal and still play at the same time while we had an interim coach, head coach. Um, and, you know, once I got in the portal and I was able to play, it allowed me to showcase my skills during season and still have coaches reach out to me. Um, and then not just that, but when I left to go play summer ball in the in the Appy League in uh, Elizabethton, Tennessee for the River Riders, yeah. which was, you know, an experience in itself, amazing experience. Um, I had some schools reach out to me. And, you know, once Ohio State reached out to me, it was like an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. 
you know, I had already been all the way across the country being in Florida, so it didn't scare me to Absolutely. go to the Midwest, um, and especially not at Ohio State. Uh, and knowing that Bill Mosiello, our head coach, who is a, is a California guy, um, who's been at TCU for, who was at TCU for a while, uh, you know, won a lot of games there. To hear that he was going to Ohio State and to hear what he was trying to accomplish and build at Ohio State, I just wanted to be a part of that and I wanted to help him accomplish that. And, um, you know, it was just an amazing opportunity. No, absolutely. It's the right choice, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a place where you're going to go, you're going to, you're going to have an opportunity to play and, and, you know, do what's best for you. What is the difference between West Coast, Midwest, and, and East Coast? Is there a big difference? Is there a drop-off? When I played, you know, the pitching was obviously different. I mean, at the high school level, we're, we're seeing, you know, especially the league you were in mm. in high school, it's a lot of plus arms, yeah. you know, and then you get kind of get to that, you know, some places, you know, certain areas in, in, in the country that just don't have that those arms so yeah. tell us the difference if you even see a difference or things like that yeah a lot of guys are gonna hate me for saying this but i don't care <laughs> california has the best talent like it, it, i mean statistically I, I, speaking I, I believe that i mean it's it's also numbers so there's yeah. there's a lot more people in absolutely cali but socal in particular i mean there's just so much talent there's so many talented schools out here um and i would say you know being able to play in florida ohio Tennessee, California, and being around kids that are from everywhere, it's just the depth in California is different. And I would say the style of baseball on the West Coast, I think, is a little more attention to detail. And a lot of coaches pay more attention to detail. The bunk game, the the um, base running style, just little things. And I would say in other places I've been, it's more kind of like, you know, this oh this dude hits bombs yeah this, you can get away with a yeah. three run home run and, right, right, right. and, and things like that I, I feel or, the exact same or way. Or practice it's it's BP ground balls and then you know we're out of there. Whereas on the West Coast it's like all right bunt defense uh, we're practicing bunting for an hour and you're like what yeah like, pin packages yeah right <laughs> um, and because I'm from Southern California I've been used to that my whole life and that's how my coach at Ohio State runs things you know because he is a California guy. Um, and my staff is also West Coast guys as well, which, you know, I like. I've been used to that my whole life. And to be fair, like, I, I don't actually really mind uh, either way. Um, at the end of the day, you know, that's my coach, and I listen to what they have to say, and I do my best to accomplish whatever it is that they're asking of me at that Yeah, that whatever moment. the objective is, yeah, let's, right. let's, get done, let's get it done. Right. Um, talk to us about the day-in-day day life at Ohio State. I mean, okay. that's a school that I think every kid in the Midwest, especially every kid in Ohio, mm -hmm. wants to go to. Yeah. And you're lucky enough to be there. Talk to us about, you yeah. know, the day in, day out process. I mean, the day in, day out, it's a grind, but I love it. And I wouldn't change it for the world because I know that however many years from now, when I'm done playing baseball, I'm going to look back and be like, Damn, I'm so glad I got to be able to do that. So, you know, we got our weights early in the morning. You wake up 5 a.m., get to weights. After weights, we have we actually have an athlete's cafeteria, which is amazing. Uh, free food, all you can eat. So Tough. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after we lift, we go eat. Then after that, you usually head to class. After class, you get some treatment. After treatment, you head to practice. And then after practice, you'll probably get some more treatment. 
um, which is the right thing to do. But, you know, sometimes guys skip. I even skip some, not skip, but sometimes I don't go um, if my body's feeling right. Um, And, you know, the atmosphere at Ohio State is just unparalleled, unparalleled. Like, you cannot compare it to anything. Um, You know, it's a big-time football school, but it's a big-time athletic school, and it's just a big-time school. You know, it has 60,000 undergrad, which I think the only other school that has that many is ASU, and that's on a spread-out campus. So it's, it's unbelievable. And to take it back to San Francisco, my freshman year when I was there, San Francisco is a small school. It's maybe about 10,000 people, and it's in a city where people aren't w- walking around in USF Don's gear. They're walking around in Golden State Warriors gear or 49ers gear or something like that. Um, and so I didn't really get, you know, that college experience when I was there. Whereas at Ohio State, I mean, you land in the airport. As soon as you take a step off the airport, you see Ohio State this, Ohio State that. That's what you're in Columbus for is Ohio State, the Ohio State. Um, And, you know, you just can't take that atmosphere for granted. And being able to walk around in, you know, your varsity jacket and you got little kids looking at you wanting to take a picture, it's just an amazing thing. And one thing that my head coach says most yellow is he says, you know, the jersey never comes off. And, you know, I believe that wherever you go, you always got that jersey on your back and you need to represent it well. And, you know, I take pride in that because I believe that, my last name is always on my back, and I want to make my family proud in whatever it is that I do. So, you know, I really take that to heart, and I take pride in that, um, and my teammates do as well. And, you know, there's just nothing like, you know, kids coming up to you asking for pictures or, you know, the dads always like, oh, how'd you get there? Like, my son's pretty good too. You know, it, Absolutely. I mean, it has its moments, but I, I'd rather that than nothing, right? So, Absolutely. Um it's just it's just an amazing experience, and the day to day life is is something that I wouldn't trade. I bet I bet walking down High Street is is always a blast. Oh, you High know? Street's and, a blast. Yeah, High absolutely. Um, again, you've had you've had Ohio State experiences. You've had some fantastic coaches. Um, you know, we talk about parents making sure that their their kids are prepared for the the college experience or the next level, whatever level that may be. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give that that kid who's maybe a sophomore or junior that really doesn't know where he fits? Um, what do you think he needs to do? Obviously, weights and things like that, but you know, mindset-wise, what do you think? You need to have fun. That's the number one. I forget to have fun. Baseball sometimes is not fun. And I think that a lot of kids get so stressed and what's next, what's next, this isn't going well for me because, you know, baseball is a game of failure, you know, 70% of the time. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're not going to get a hit. So it's tough. Um, But, you know, you need to remember to have fun and you need to find fun in the game somehow because otherwise it's going to get real old real fast. And, you know, something that was hard for me when I was young is I was always undersized, always undersized, always, um, you know, a lot of times I was looked over, but I was always very talented and that was really hard, really hard coming up because I felt so much better than guys, but they were just bigger than me. So it didn't matter if my swing was better than them. They were going to hit the ball further than me. Yeah. And so that was really frustrating. Um, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, parents and a dad that, you know, instilled confidence in me at a very young age and, you know, stayed with it, stayed with me throughout my entire life that it didn't matter what anybody else said. I always felt like 
I was the best and I was going to be the best in whatever it is that I was doing. Um, but, you know, for young guys out there, you, you just you have to be dedicated and it cannot stop. When you're not working out, somebody else is. Absolutely. When you're not thinking about baseball, somebody else is. When you're at the plate taking BP and you're taking those last two swings off, somebody else isn't. And yeah. that person is going to take your spot. And I don't like to work out. I don't like doing that stuff, but I do it every single day, and I do it as hard as I can because when I'm not doing it, somebody else is, and that guy is going to take my job. So is it fun for me to get up at 5 a.m. and go lift? No, it's <laughs> not. But I do it, and, and I do it damn good too. Yeah. Um, and you just have to be able to not give yourself an ultimatum. There is no option. It's not an option. It's you have to. There's no optional weights. You have to. So that's, you know, stuff like that. When coaches say, oh, there's optional this. It's not optional. You need to go. Put your hat on right. Make sure your shirt's tucked in. Like, you know, do that stuff. And, you know, I'm a little loose when it comes to certain things. Like, you know, maybe you have a little bit of swag on the field. Okay, this. But make sure your stuff is proper. Don't look sloppy on the field. Make sure you carry yourself right. Don't have your dad carrying your cleats you know, out of so the car, annoying. don't or, do or that. Handing a Gatorade to no. you at a, at a game. The, oh my god! I mean, god. I know moms; they don't listen, but they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna try to hand you that yeah. Gatorade while you're in the dugout. Don't take it. Yeah. Or, or mom, go. Yeah. Or, or tell them before the game, mom, do not drop a Gatorade or pack yourself a Gatorade before. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so my advice to young guys is, don't give yourself ultimatum. You need to grind, even if you don't like it. If baseball is what you want to do, that's what you need to do. I, I want to play professional baseball, and I believe I can. And no, it's not fun for me to work out every single day, but you know it's fun being successful in baseball? Absolutely. And I want to do what it takes to get there. I think you brought up a yeah. great point. Like, you you say that you wear the jersey on and off the field. You know, the only way that that jersey is going to help your team be successful is you doing the weight room, you doing all those things. Right. As a coach, I feel bad sometimes because, and I tell the kids this, in the beginning of the year and I tell the parents this in our meetings like I'm not easy to play for like right. I want to win and there's yeah. a standard there and if you're not a part of this standard then we're just not gonna it's, it's not gonna be a fun yeah. experience no. but I think you brought up a great point like yes is the weight room tough and the weight room you know something that maybe a lot of kids don't want to do you're right but if you can find a way to compete with others and make it fun it's going to give you a reason to want to come up every day and, and get it done and things like that. Yeah, and you actually bring it. Sorry, I'm going to cut you no, off. No, you're good. You, you bring a great point about being competitive. That's one thing that you can't teach. You can't teach being competitive. I'm the most competitive person there is. Absolutely. I'm the most competitive person there is. So somebody else is getting up to work out. I want to work out too. He's doing eight reps. I want to do nine. And I'll keep going with somebody. And I think if you don't have that competitive drive, then why are you playing? I also feel like you have that competitive drive because you have a brother that was competitive. Yeah. You know, you have now you have a younger sister. You have yeah. a, a twin who yeah. is a hell of an athlete yeah. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up in a competitive competitive atmosphere, I bet your dad was like, "Yeah, let's see what. Oh, yeah. Hey, you got to hang. You got to yeah. figure it out." You see, you know? Deion Sanders ranking his ranking Absolutely. his kids. Yeah. yeah, my dad was like, "Well, you yeah. know, your sister's doing this." And of course, it didn't matter what I would do. I was always at the bottom because <laughs> he just always was trying to, you know, light that fire, Absolutely. Try, trying to get me to, you know, push myself, which was 
extremely frustrating, and he still does it now. And it's probably, hey, shout out to Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> shout out. He's, he's, uh, he still does it now, yeah. uh, which definitely gets on my nerves. But it, it all has you know good intentions, and it's the reason why I am where I am today. Well, it's the reason why all of you guys are very successful, yeah, right? Everyone exactly. in your family. Um, we talk about baseball being a game of failure, as you said. Um, how or what is the best way you would tell a young player to deal with failure? Because again, a lot of parents have their cameras up on the on the you know backstop. They're watching. Oh, strikeout. Oh, and you hear it in the video. That's yeah. the worst part. Like yeah. you know, the parents like, oh god, yeah. Yeah. you know, another strikeout. Yeah. Why do I pay for this hitting yeah. coach? You know, it's like. Yeah. Hey, you know it, it happens. That's what this game is about. Yeah. So, what would you, what would advice, or what would you tell a parent or maybe a kid, like, hey, it's, yeah, it's okay to fail. That's what this game is about. I would tell a kid, don't be so quick to change. You know, Great sometimes, point. sometimes when you're not being successful or being, when you're not as successful as you want to be, it's not because your hands are too low. It's not because your hands are too high. It's not because your leg is coming at the wrong time. Sometimes that is. Sure. But sometimes you're just picking the wrong pitches. Absolutely. You're just not swinging at the right pitches. Or you just started a little too late. You know, a lot of people are quick to like, oh, I need to change my whole swing. No, no, you don't. Have you even tried? Have you even looked at what pitches you're swinging at? Are you, are you swinging at strikes? When you know you need to go to the drawing board and fix something is when you're letting balls go by and you're swinging at strikes and every strike you swing at is your pitch. Yeah. So if you're getting your pitch and you're not hitting it where you want to go, now you can be like, okay, I need to fix something. And it is very frustrating, very frustrating when you're not being successful. Man, I can't even tell you how many times as a kid I went to the baseball field and, you know, I sucked. <laughs> sucked. Like, like, I'm talking about bad. You know, I grew up, you know, and football was my favorite sport. Football, I didn't have to think. I would just go. And I was the best I was the best player. And I didn't have to think about anything. I would just run hard, and I was competitive. Yeah, and you're athletic. And, and I was athletic, you know, and so I didn't have to think about anything. And then I would get on the baseball field where I wanted to be a shortstop. That's so where I wanted to play. And you had to think and do all this stuff. And I would make the play, but I might throw it to the wrong base. <laughs> and, you know, I got coaches. My dad like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, you know, so that was really frustrating, kind of making that transition from football to baseball. And it was hard, you know, especially because I had a dad who, you know, would really get on me a lot. But it made me stronger. But, you know, one thing that he always did do is he always reminded me that I was the best and that there's nobody better. And that's why he's getting on me. And if he didn't think I couldn't do it, if he didn't think I could do it, he wouldn't be getting on me that way. And I think it's always important for parents to make sure that kids know why you're saying what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes you want to lay off them a little bit because it, it is tough, you know. But I remember going to Arizona and, you know, your parents pay for a hotel. They pay for the flight to get out there or they drive eight hours, which is <laughs> terrible also. And then I remember I went to Arizona and I absolutely, I was garbage. I was garbage. My dad's like, I, I just took you to Arizona, paid all this money for this. And so, you know, that was really hard because, yeah, I don't want to suck. I yeah, you don't want to let anyone down, right? And yeah. I feel like that's some things that some kids, you know, have to deal with is they feel like they're letting their parents down or that's things like one, that. Yeah. And that's that's not the case, right? Like yeah. you're you're trying your best. No one goes up there being like, you know what? I'm going to take these three pitches. I'm going to strike out. I'm going to go yeah. sit back down. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's parents. That's just not how it yeah, is. Right, so, right. Um, no, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, parents – 
do put pressure because you do go to these big tournaments. You do, you know, spend a lot of money. And, and that's kind of just the state we're in, in the baseball world. Every organization is a travel organization pretty mm -hmm. much. And everyone wants to play in the biggest tournaments. Yeah. But understand that the kids are going to fail. Don't be so quick to change. You know, allow your child to be a kid. To be a kid, um, yeah. And, you know, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You said your dad always instilled that confidence in you, even if you did, if you had a bad day, he knew that you, your potential and your growth. And it's because he was probably realistic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think parents have to be realistic with the skill set. I 100%. mean, you're obviously where you're at because you could play baseball. Right. Your worst day is probably not as bad as you really think yeah, it was. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think the, Parents have to be realistic. Players have to be realistic. And if they put the work in, they're going to see the effort and, right. and the potential that they have. Mm -hmm. So a couple other questions I want to ask you. Sorry to cut you off earlier, but you talk about, um, you know, being competitive and how it's instilled in you. How does somebody get a competitive edge at the at the college level? Is it spending more time in the cages? Is it, you know... Is it, you know, getting in the mind of, of the person you're competing against and knowing like, hey man, like you might like this job, but this is my job mm -hmm. and you're not taking it from me. Right. How would you explain that process of it? Cause you've been at two different schools. Yeah. So how has that worked? Um, you know, I think, I believe, I'm a firm believer in there's no one way to do something. There's a million different ways. What might work for me might not work for you. Sure. And I think coaches who, you know, tell their players, like, this is how you have to do it. This is how you be successful. I see where they're coming from, but I don't think that's necessarily true for everyone. I think everyone has their own process. So when you talk about being competitive, um, are you, you have to ask yourself a question, are you doing everything that you can do to make you better? And what do I mean by that? Let's say the guy you're competing with is taking 100, 100 swings every night after practice and and you want you want to beat that guy out you don't then necessarily say to yourself oh well now i need to go take 100 swings a night because is that what is that what's best for you is that how you can be your the best version of yourself maybe in order for you to be the best version of yourself you need to take 25 swings watch video and get treatment yeah, you know what I'm sure, saying. Sure, absolutely. So, Analyze your body, make sure that right. you're right. You so, know things like that. So you can't just do what somebody else is doing because they're doing it, and sure. you, and you guys want the same job. That that's not how it works. It's figure out what works for you, and figure out how you can do everything it is that you need to do personally to be the best best version of yourself. So I would say that's how you be competitive. Zach, you this has been an amazing podcast. You you've been absolutely amazing. Um, I'm so pumped that you're here. I got my last three questions. They're the toughest ones of the entire interview. Okay. So, you know, get ready to go. It's called the last three outs. Okay. All right. Favorite food. My favorite food. Yeah, that's a really hard question. <laughs> and I got to say steak probably. Absolutely. I mean, I have so many because I'm a big foodie, but can't beat a ribeye. Well, it sounds like I should be a big foodie if I went to Ohio State and had an athletic cafeteria yeah, that yeah. They do all a, you can eat. Shout you know? out to Ohio State's cafeteria. It's called The Nest. They do a great job. I, I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah. You know? Ohio State, can we get some food over here next time? <laughs> Jesus. Um, second question, favorite movie? 
the birth of a nation. It's about it's about Nat Turner. Interesting. For you, for you guys who don't know who Nat Turner is, go look him up. Yeah, I gotta check that out. All right, last one. Favorite baseball player, alive, dead. It's got to be Bo Jackson. Love it. Yeah, got to be Bo Jackson. Makes sense, right? Makes you like sense. football and, yeah. and baseball. Yeah. I love Bo Jackson. Absolutely. Yeah. Zach, thank you so much. I mean, you you've been absolutely amazing. I'm so pumped for this year for you. Yeah. You know, coming back and and ready to rock and roll in in right field. Yeah. Um, at Ohio State. I'm telling you, man, Big Ten better watch out. Yep. Oh, one more out. thing. What do you think about the Big Ten with adding uh, USC, UCLA, and, uh, and those teams? Obviously, it's great because, you know, one more excuse to come home. Um, but I really don't like what the NCAA is doing with, you know, all of the, you know, Super teams or because, super packs. you know, I, I really like the geography of the conferences. And I think it's kind of cool to be able to say, well, okay, the West Coast is better, like Pac-12 is better. Because when you think Pac-12, you think West Coast. When you yeah. think SEC, you think South. When you think Big Big Ten, you think uh, Midwest. Absolutely. And uh, now you can't even say that. Like it, it's just it's just kind of all over the place. Um, but at the end of the day, the NCAA is a business, and they'll make more money in what they're doing. So I, I can't. I can't hate on them for doing it because if I was in their position, I'd probably do the same thing if I was looking at the numbers. So, I look at it in a way that everyone's looking at this as like a football. Like, oh, it's great for football. I think it's awesome for baseball because I'm going to get to watch, you know, a guy from Texas yeah. play against LSU. That's true. And I'm going to watch Ohio State play against UCLA and Michigan versus USC. Yeah. Like, you're going to really get to find out. That top 10 – you're really gonna know who the top ten teams That's are true. because it's gonna be, it's gonna be the best teams have to play each other. And there you go, you bring up a great point. This is why guys like me don't make those decisions because I didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, you know what? NCAA should hire me, yeah. and then, you know I'll help them make those yeah. decisions. But Zach, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. We're definitely gonna have you on again. Yep. All right. Maybe too. after uh, maybe the College World Series. What do yeah. you think? After you guys make it and yeah. and dominate out there? Of course. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Zach, thank you so much. I'm Zach Freeman, outfielder at The Ohio State University. Go like, follow, and subscribe to the Baseball Playground.